Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We are developing the first co-housing project in Texas, in Houston, even ahead of Austin. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? I'm great. I'm looking forward to Hurricane Nicholas today. (laughs) Welcome to the subtext of our podcast. Yes, we're now in another. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's coming. It's already raining here. Um, It's not supposed to be a big wind event. I now have learned that there are two kinds of hurricanes, wind hurricanes and rain hurricanes. One is a rain hurricane. So So this should really be tell me more about co-housing and hurricanes. (laughs) If you would like the amateur opinion on meteorology, yeah. exactly. Well, I thought today, Lynn, that we would talk about a marketing topic. Um, mm-hmm. Since you and I both are on the marketing team yeah. of Houston, um, this is one that's kind of interesting, I think, probably to people who are both marketing co-housing um, as a concept and specific co-housing projects. and may also be interesting to people who are not marketing co-housing because it really illustrates the difference between a traditional kind of condo or, or house project versus mm-hmm. housing. So the term that we use a lot is upside down development. And I apologize to whoever coined that term because I don't know who it is. So somebody- I, I, think, I think we did. Oh, you think we did? Maybe we did. I don't know. I or maybe somebody- did. <laughs> I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. Okay, you're claiming it. All right, you heard it here first. Um, yeah. Well, upside down development, what does that mean? It means that we build the people and the community, mm-hmm. and then we build the building. So, for example, most people, you know, move in somewhere and then they get to know the neighbors. We get to know the neighbors, and then you figure out what the home is going to look like. Exactly. Um, about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is perfect because I'm really struggling with this um, back and forth interaction with somebody right now who's interested in our project. And I, at at first I felt a little bit frustrated and annoyed about these questions all to do with, you know, what is the exact layout floor plan? What is, where's the location of each one of these in the whole project? What is the price for this unit? What is the price per square foot? I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is not anything about any of that. Well, and you then know, I, it's interesting because that person's really just doing like the due diligence yeah, that anyone uh, would do, you know, that's yeah. a, a good set of questions when you're- I know, I know. Square. It's sure. just the way any of us, I mean, I would have approached any kind of real estate purchase before we knew about co-housing. In right. fact, I was calling them marketing trads. So <laughs> these are the traditional- uh, per, home buyers or, you know, condo unit buyers, because we're much more urban and condensed. But, you know, I just have to keep reminding myself that I have got to figure out a way to reach these people so that I can pull them into the conversation about the community. Because if they just only look at the physical design, they're not going to, they may not be making the right decision for them. Yeah, or they may not be the right people, right? Because if you you don't know, right? Interested, yeah, yeah. you kind of have to be interested in community to be mm-hmm. happy living in co-housing, and right. so if you're always in that mindset of oh, I'm just buying a, a condo mm-hmm. or a house. You're not maybe going to get there. You're not going to ask the right questions mm-hmm. about the itself. Yeah, yeah. So if they are co-housing, if they're uh, trads, Lynn, are then we rads? <laughs> yeah, are we rads? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's great. I wish New I had thought of that. All yeah. over the place. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are, yeah. Uh, well, so my qu- big question for me is like, 
I've been reflecting on this the last few days as I'm in doing these interactions is, you know, email, text, phone call is how do I manage this? So there's a few things that I've sort of established as principles. And I really do have to do a shout out for Shelly Parks, who we've Yay. talked to a lot for on marketing co-housing. So here's a couple of things that are tips for myself. And one is to really try and meet people where they are and don't forget where they are because I'm in such a different place now. And the second thing is to keep leaking out enough information that you're keeping the conversation alive without being uh, coming across as being elusive or vague or uh, lacking in transparency. Because as anybody knows, once they come inside and get to know us better, we are definitely anything but transparent. I mean, we are just wide open. Uh, so book. we're anything but opaque we are completely transparent oh my gosh yeah people are, that's one of the things that really shocks people once you get inside kind of the the group but anyway I think it's just to kind of keep the conversation alive and then once they reach that edge of okay they exhausted all their questions on price per square foot detailed layout location blah 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 all those things then you know keep keep them engaged and keep coming back and making suggestions about coming to one of our uh, events where they can meet the rest of the community, get a feel for what it would be like to be a part of this group and what the benefits might be. So, so you it know. sounds like meeting people where they are is really a reminder to yourself not to, not to hop into lecture mode, but instead to actually answer the questions that they're asking because they are valid, important questions. And then to just give them the information that they need, but with a, a side helping of some community information and some community mm -hmm. building mm -hmm. and just to stay in conversation, which, you know, Lynn, I just think is great practice for most things in co-housing to stay in the conversation, to keep mm -hmm. working at it, keep going. And yeah. it sounds like you're in that, in that way, and you're really modeling the kind of community member that you're hoping to attract, you know, somebody who is interested in in the information that they need, but also is interested in community and responds well to the message that, you know, we're all gonna be in this together and we're gonna have this ongoing work together. Oh, I really like the way you said that, this kind of modeling of the community member, cause that's, you know, that's really so important as we dive into decision-making aspects of the community is to kind of stay in conversation instead of doing it the way We'd have a lot of us done it in the corporate world. Uh, so, it, you know, and, and, and making that connection to the corporate world, it makes me think of how managers and strategy specialists in the corporate world spend so much time thinking and plotting about new ideas months before they even start sharing it with the people that they work with. And then they come out with this great idea that they've been working in great depth forever on. And people that they're expecting to implement this are kind of in shock or in resistance mode. And it seems to me that when we present somebody kind of hitting them cold about co-housing, I mean, you're not coming totally cold if if you come to a co-housing, you know, website yeah. or if they've contacted us, then they yeah, they have some inkling in their world that they would like something to feel a little bit better and to be a little bit more in community or in connection with their neighbors, but they don't 
sometimes really know what that's going to involve. And so it takes time, you know, I, I, I often forget that I've been at this for four and a half years now. So I've had four and a half years. I'm like that manager thinking or the strategist thinking way ahead. And I'm forgetting who I was four years ago. You know, I, it's harder and harder as time goes on to retreat back to that, that worldview. You know, yeah. there's some phrase I heard somewhere that says that, you know, once a brain has expanded to a new concept, it can never shrink back to where it was before. And so it can never really kind of revisit what your thinking was about something. And that's a challenge that we really have to, to really remind ourselves of. Yeah. That reminds me of teaching kids, you know, Mm. like I think about that a lot of, you know, this, you're trying to get them interested in something that is, you know, maybe not, it's not in their immediate world. Or I think about like, we did a whole year on, on the wars, the world wars. And, you know, the thing that really, really got everybody into learning about world war II and interested and excited and willing to integrate the pieces of information was a book by Alan Gratz that is just this wonderful, you know, engrossing, engaging narrative that just captured their hearts and their imagination. Mm. So I think that the value for us of co-housing is really telling the story of community of, you know, mm-hmm. why is this important and how does it come together and how does it come out? Um, that Then that allows them to put the pieces of information that they're gathering into a context and be mm-hmm. able to integrate that information in a way that moves them forward. Um, well, you know, speaking of context and kind of integrating information, one of the one of the kind of uh, building blocks that we use in the corporate world is helping people connect with what stays the same, because yeah. it gives them some assurance. It gives them something like that. We're not throwing. This is not like some completely very, very strange and different world that you're not going to know how to navigate at all. Yeah. So explaining to people what is the same in terms of their own home. You know, they would have a kitchen, a living room, a dining room, a bedroom, a bathroom. That all is going to look and feel the same. It will be private. They will have locks on their doors. That all is going to be the same. And, you know, in terms of during the development phase of this project, assuring them that we have an LLC structure, what that looks like, the operating agreement attached to that. Um, And then as you move into the post building and move in period, we will then be governed by an HOA structure. And again, helping people understand how that will work. And it will be very similar to HOA structures that they may have seen before. The downside of that is a lot of people have a lot of negative (laughs) connotation about HOAs, but Mm -hmm. the thing that we then would emphasize is, so what stays the same, you get comfortable, but what is very different and better And if you want to use the HOA structure as an example, you have a lot more involvement in that. There's not this they somewhere, this mysterious other group that is imposing fees and assessments on you, but you are that other mysterious group. So it's, you know, painting those benefits. And I think one of the great things that's really helpful in our community is that we have several people who have lived in co-housing before. So that really legitimizes the way we describe the experience. And that's when I look to you. (laughs) Well, you know, I do think the anecdotes are really important because Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to me even to hear from other people how community, even if they haven't lived in causing, how they have created community in different parts of their lives. It tells me a lot about that person. It also tells me a lot about kind of how they view community. So I think that when they hear co-housing stories from me, 
they also, it tells them something about me and how I interact with mm-hmm. Pop, but it also kind of shows like, oh, this is how that benefit, this is how she felt this greater sense of community or, you know, I, I don't know how community dinners are going to change this person's world. I don't really know, but I know it is going to happen for them. And I know that in their way, by participating and being part of a community, they will be changed for the better. And the only thing I have to offer are my kind of personal stories about how it has changed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that that helps you stretch into difference, you know, anecdotes are, it's, it's one person's experience, but if you've got the, the foundation of the things that are the same, then you can kind of ladder up with that one person's yeah. experience to stretch into new areas where you may not have experienced that exactly before, but you can identify and make that her. connection. Yeah. yeah. Extrapolate from there. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm just reflecting back on my own experience again with this, how I have shifted. And honestly, the first couple of years, I was just pretty much in a state of panic constantly about how am I going to downsize? I mean, it's been a big issue for me. And the longer that I am in this group and the more committed I get to the concept, the more attached I get to the community that we're building, the less interested I am in things that had worried me before, like, you know, like the tile in my bathroom or my beautiful new kitchen that we renovated just a couple of years ago after a hurt after yes, another hurricane. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm just letting loose of some of these things. And honestly, I could never have believed it ever before this. And if I think to your, um, your, your idea that by connecting with other experiences in our lives, we can pull them into what we're going through now, something, an image just came to mind for me. And that is, you know, when people have this idea of a dining room, they're going to build this nice house or they live in a nice house, they have a dining room table. They always kind of set it up like this dining room where it's, you know, like two people here, two people here, everybody comfortably spaced out. But actually the most fun Mm -hmm. I have ever had around our dining room table is when our table for six is actually seating 12. And we're all scrunched in and we're hanging off the edge and everybody's laughing and it's chaotic. And I think I don't care anything about the aesthetics of it. It's the entire emotion and the community that's bubbling through all of that. And that is the thing that example of something that I would use to bring into what's going to happen with me and all my fussiness and obsession about my possessions as I move into, into a smaller footprint place. So, yes, yes. I love that. It's so interesting because I I feel like I'm on kind of the other side of that, you know, Mm -hmm. for a long time have, um, you know, the, the things are not, it's, uh, they just, it just isn't there, you know? And so for me, like moving to Houston, the scary thing wasn't like, you know, which couch can I bring or whatever? Cause you know, the furniture could come with us. That wasn't a, mm-hmm. that wasn't a factor in it. The scary thing for me was um, losing our sense of community, losing that kind of my place in the world as defined by this community that I've chosen. Um, you know, we could bring all of the furniture but we couldn't bring the people. And that was really, that was really scary. Um, and then it has been really lovely that it turns out like a new couch, you could get a new couch. I could build community here too. And yeah. Housing Houston stepped up for me and stepped in in that way. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a great way to say goodbye for today. You know, yeah. thanks to our listeners for stopping by. And we're so glad you clicked on our episode today. 
For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're really active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Lynn.